Welcome back to another episode of the Voice First podcast. Today, we're dropping in on the 4C for Children Leadership and Early Childhood Conference. This year's theme is Grow the Good, Embracing Empathy and Equity. It was held October 25th at the Sharonville Convention Center, and Voice First was actually invited to give a talk in the age of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant using technology to assist parents. We're about to drop in on that session where we had 40 early childhood educators sitting there as the pioneering masterminds that are all jamming to figure out how we can create a holistic balance between artificial intelligence, which is powerful, but also creates a lot of fear and creates a lot of downsides in early childhood education with these genius pioneers, the people who are already immersed in early childhood education to figure out how we can create that holistic balance between the Midwestern love that we have here in Ohio and Cincinnati and the benefits and power and tools that we get from artificial intelligence. Let's get started. So to give a little bit of background, my name's Pat and I'm from a company called Voice First in Columbus, Ohio. My entire goal here today is to bring our knowledge of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant in this conversational AI to your brilliant minds and to see what you can come up with because my, my background is not um, in the EC as much as it's in the tech. So I, like uh, Marlo said, am just here to provide those solutions. Um, we, we think very quickly about solutions. So I wanna see how we can apply it to classrooms and give some examples and really fuel this conversation because in a lot of school systems it's not happening and technology is evolving so fast, this conversation needs to be had so that way we can make sure that schools stay up to date with the most modern tools that we can. So first up, play with the devices. This is um, my classroom and we are all students, so play with them. Uh, my whole goal is to show how this, these can be used as learning devices, um, tools within classrooms. So please use it if you have any questions, if you want to use it as a tool, ask. Uh, just, just be mindful that we are teaching. Um, so just as students would, try not to use it super loud and interrupting. Oh, yeah, first question. Does anyone here have one of these Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or other voice speakers at their house? Looks like about half the room has one. Um, out of those, how many have Google? Like a Google Home, a Google Nest Hub? Like half of the people who originally, so like 25%. How many have Amazon Alexa? Looks like a couple more Alexa, but just about the same, so like 25% of the room. Okay, and if, if anyone's willing to share, what are your use cases with it? Is uh, anyone? Willing to talk about how they use these Alexas? Yeah. Weather. Weather's great. Weather. You guys do the news? Music. Music's good. Music, weather. Anything else beside that? That's a pretty, pretty normal use cases. Music and weather. There's also news. Um, those are great. These are great entertainment devices. And in the same way that the mobile phone, its first use case was to be a movable phone that wasn't clipped into a wall, this is a very inexpensive device to have music and weather right inside of your home, but you can now realize that there's a lot of other capabilities. Just like with your phone, you realize there was so much you could do with all these apps. Same with these devices, there's a lot of opportunity. So the challenges that we're solving as educators in, in our field of students and young minds is one, developing social skills, We've seen that a lot of technology creates isolation. Technology that was originally created to try to create more social connectivity has actually isolated us as individuals. So we're trying to, in educational environments, create more of that social skill development environment. And also feeling engaged. 
Is your classroom as engaging as Fortnite? Is it as engaging as scrolling on social? Because for most people, um, kids know what it's like to feel engaged. They know what it's like to jump out of an airplane and to fall down and to feel like they're truly engaged. And if your classroom is not as engaging as that, they're likely to zone out. How many people know what it's like to have a kid zone out and pay no attention because they don't feel engaged? Kids know what it's like to feel engaged. They know it through video games, through online interactivity. We need to not say this is a bad environment. You need to feel engaged in this class. We need to understand, um, oh, that was a breakout. We need to understand where kids are and kind of meet them there. Understand that they already know what it's like to feel engaged and provide them with tools, games, and other resources where we can help them to feel that instead of trying to force them to feel engaged in an environment where they're not actually comfortable with it. First question I'd like to ask is if everyone can kind of brainstorm about what technology is already inside of the classroom. So at your table, just kind of talk about how many pieces of technology are in the classrooms that you guys are already doing. And technology doesn't necessarily need to be something that you plug into a wall, but just anything that, that helps and is a tool that tech teachers can use, whether it's a calculator or a computer or an iPad. So if it, I'm going to go ahead and have Google set a timer for about 15 minutes. And we'll just talk about the technology that we're already using. And with the light of why was it introduced? Why was the technology brought into the classroom? Who is it here to help? And then what were the side effects of it? There was obviously a reason for it to be brought in. Was there any downsides or was it just awesome all around? Did it benefit everybody and there was no, nothing that was harmful? Hey, Google, set a timer for 15 minutes. All right, 15 minutes. And we're starting now. A couple timers were set. Go ahead and write it down. Anything that I'm missing so far that you think I could go into more? Most of the people work with children five and under, so scantrons are not relevant to them, or multiple choice questions. You know, not relevant. Heard. No. Um, when we talk about assessing children at this age, like I said, it's all those anecdotal notes. Got it. So that's and that's what we want them to be doing. We don't want tests for children birth, you know, to five. Right. Anecdotal be, notes. If they work with children six to twelve, it's in an after or preschool before school setting. So they're not ODE in the classrooms. Okay. So before before and after school. Cool. Um, Thank you. Right, right. Um, we're going to talk about how we can use this in the classroom. First half is about technology in general. Okay. Second half of this is much more into the these physical devices. Yeah. This is interesting versus. I mean, I'm surprised that nobody talked about what they do in the classroom with technology. It seems like it's very low so far. It's it seems very low adoption. Well, I had a tablet last trip because I bought it in myself. Right. And I had it covered, you know, to it got puked on and thrown. It wasn't going to break. My rule was if glue, paint, or water can't get on it, I don't want to replace Well, that's why I paid for it. But we used to, like, take pictures. So then you would, like, use it in the science for a science journal. And if you're doing butterflies and stuff, you know, you kind of document. And the kids could do that kind of... Oh, you can also have them videotape themselves and their voices and they're making... And they love looking back and listening to it, you know. Um, but uh, cameras were a big issue, like letting the kids use the cameras to go find things outside and take a picture and print it for them. I could totally see, like, putting out pictures in the writing center mm -hmm. and having children 
write a story based on the yep. pictures. Yep. If they oh, took the picture so outside cool. of something that they really liked, then you yeah. put it in front of you, print it real quick, and then inside on the writing, they write it. Because I used to give children a picture of themselves that I, that they, I said, let me take a picture of you in your favorite place in the classroom. And then they would dictate to me, the old-fashioned voice to text, right? And I would write down what, what they were doing. But wouldn't it be cool if they could go over and say, this is a picture of me playing in the block area. I love the block area. And, like, they write and write a book or something. Right, if this could record that. And then also, on the same thing, is if a teacher could voice to text into it anecdotes. And I told him you have to be careful about confidentiality with that. One, because you don't want to talk about a child. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. That's a bad idea. But you could say, I want to remember that you know how to do this. If you can, if you have the judgment to be able to know it's okay to talk about that in front of the child. And Paul, you were able to write your name for the first time today. Let's tell Google that would be okay. Do you know what That's I mean? pretty like, cool. Like the success. We actually had a four-year-old. We were talking about something, and he goes, "Well, just go ask Alexis." You had a four-year-old. And that was that was in 2016 when it first came out. I guess no his way. parents must have. I had a four-year-old. I said, what do you want to listen to on music? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you like? And she goes, jazz and princesses. So I was like, hey, Google, play princess jazz. And of course, five options. So we created her own playlist. That's funny. Yeah, That's except amazing. the words were inappropriate. So the language. We talked We talked about that up there with the, yeah. with the, with the music. So do we talk about that? Because I don't like I'm, it was at my house, but if I'd done that in the classroom, I would have been in trouble. Well, like group time would be great too. Do anybody have a question today to ask? Now might be a good time to bring up the anecdotal because because yeah. it is right here, hot top yeah. of mind. Maybe we could do a little demo of yeah. that of that app. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know how much time's on there. So when you so talk into it and you make notes, it'll go into like a folder in your computer. That would be amazing. I know. That would be amazing. All, all the things that you say, but you open up the Amazon Alexa app, and then you go into settings, and then you go into person, like you go into this deep so down into in settings. Okay. But if they open the document app, and they take a picture of a child, they open yes. up notes. Yes. 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 Yeah. I think that that's, that, we'll, that we'll show yours, about. and then I'll talk about like an accent onto that with, with Google Docs, and because okay. Google Docs are very accessible. I feel like that is, I could, be, I could be wrong, but I feel like Chromebooks and Google Chrome, uh, yeah. like, does, am I, am I, I should probably ask that. What is the adoption rate? Because Google Chrome Docs has a little voice button built in. So you open up a Google Doc, like a Word Doc, and then you click Tools, you click Voice, and then it'll immediately pop up a little mic, and you click the mic, and it'll start translating everything directly like you have. I'm using an old app that I got. I don't know. Spend some time on that. We'll we'll explore. and. Yeah. Can I come up there and stand next to you? Yes. So what is this app here? Um, I think the timer's Timer? See that now? an old app, but I'd much rather be using Google. It's a boy. It's Let's a show app. you some stuff. Okay, we'll, we'll do that now. <laughs> One of the biggest time we're going to talk with Marlo. Um, there's another company that is here at this event. Their name is? So the state of Ohio, how many people are in Ohio in this class? Mostly everyone. Has given programs that are newly rated, one or two star rating, um, access to free curriculum. Does anybody know what those two curriculum are? Creative curriculum. curriculum, which is teaching strategies as their assessment. And then there's one other. Most people don't know about that one. 
it's high school. So the state let programs choose. How many people are using, and I'm not here to sell creative curriculum, but I want to say if you're using this, let's see how we can use it better. How many people um, programs selected creative curriculum as their curriculum? Okay. How many people use something different than creative curriculum? I'd love to hear. Use high school. Okay. Use learning the learning box. Okay. So I'm going to focus on creative curriculum because I have an app on my phone that's connected to that, but I know you've got core as well, so they have something similar. So what I said to Patrick, because Patrick's not in the EC world, ECE world, I said, Patrick, challenges for teachers is anecdotal notes and uploading assessments and, and doing my checkpoints with TS Gold. How can we use AI to help with that, but also make sure we're keeping what we're saying about children's learning confidential, right? Because we want, we want to make sure we do that. So how many of you use TS Gold, which is connected to Creative Curriculum, as your formal assessment? How many of you use the app to document children's learning? You do that as well. Okay, so for those of you who don't, you have free access to the app. And all I did in the App Store was Google Teaching Strategies Gold. And it, it shows up as a gold door, right? And I open it up, and I log in, and I took a picture of Patrick. And then there's a button on here that says Notes. And there's a little microphone. And I just said, this is Patrick, and he played in the block area today. Patrick is struggling sharing blocks with his peers. Make sure tomorrow I sit near him while he's in the block area. So here's my anecdotal notes. But do I say that in front of Patrick? No. Can I do it at nap time? Or hopefully I get planning time? Right? Could I take a tiny little note on a post-it note that says, Patrick, block area concerns? To remind me to give the detailed notes on here. So if you use this and you save it, when you log into TS Gold online, the note's there. It's already there for you. You didn't even have to type it out. But the thing that I wanted to make sure that you know we talked about was confidentiality. What if a child, for the very first time, was able to put their shoes on all by themselves? Is that a note you could say in front of them? Could you say, oh my gosh, I have to remember to write this down. Let me see. What am I going to say? Marlo, for the first time, put her shoes on all by herself in a zipper coat. That's what we are saying for the children, right? Or could you have the child say, tell me what you did today that you were so excited about. And the child could take their own anecdotal notes about what they did. Is that a way to stay present with children without getting lost in the anecdotal notes and say, I'm sorry, I have to write this right now, right? Mm -hmm. Having children be part of that process. So how do you, can you share that with the parents? Yes, so TS Gold, the app allows you to capture the, the photo and the notes. And then when you log on to TS Gold, you can pull up any anecdotal notes connected to children, and then you decide the settings that are shared with families. So you get the control. Because I wouldn't want everything, you can do video as well. So you could take a video of a child and then connect the anecdotal note to it, and then you go into the checkpoints and connect it to the standard. Because I would connect it to his peer-to-peer -peer relationships and his, you know, it's, it's typical that children have a hard time sharing in blocks, Patrick. It's all right. <laughs> but I want to document that because now I need to make sure that someone is, is near him when he's in the block area. How would that connect to the parents? Do they, because if it's a video and it's a two-minute video, like how, does, how do they So like I said, I, I, if you, Beth, if you have more to say about this, I have less experience on the other end of it because Beth was a teacher in a classroom that used it. And do you use it as well, the TS Gold? Yes. It's more like if the yeah, you should be able to see it. But you can send, um, there's like a formal report, and then like you said, when you're done with it, you send everything to the parents. So but you can tell them what. Email, or do they have to get on the email? 
but you can select what parents see and what parents don't. It's not like everything goes, you you get the control. Because there are certain things that I would want Patrick's parents to know about because he's working on it and I don't want him to feel bad about his learning or his you know struggles with learning. I want to send the successes to parents. Right? Yeah, I just want to make sure yeah. whatever technology they're yes. using is going to be able to handle that. Yes, but the great thing about TS and I don't know if you've used it too, but you get to control those settings. Do you want to speak to it at all? No. Not at all. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> Not one talk about it yet. Comment, can't they? What's that? Can't parents comment that? No. You can get, I don't know, that you have. The video is a little bit more challenging to share, but if you have something like OneDrive that You just heard the 4C for Children Leadership in Early Childhood Conference. This year's theme was Grow the Good, Embracing Empathy and Equity. And you heard our session in the age of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, Using Technology to Assist Parents. We worked with this group to find a holistic balance between artificial intelligence and the Midwestern love that we already have prevalent in our teaching and early childhood practices. If you want to learn more, check out the show notes where I have links to learn more about 4C for Children and all the great work that nonprofit's doing. Otherwise, I'll check you back tomorrow on the next episode of the Voice First podcast. This is Sweets, signing off.